Hi, this is Amari from JK Lee City U. We are happy to be talking more about the tennis on our podcast, Martial Arts and More. My question for everyone is, what do you think is the most important tenet that a journalist should bring to their work? Hi Amari, this is Miss Sammy. I think integrity is important for a journalist. Hello, this is Miss Gendelman. I'm a third degree black belt and I believe perseverance is the most important. Hi, my name is Carla Pennington Cross and I'm a member of the City Youth Martial Arts Board. And I believe the most important quality for a journalist to bring to work is integrity because this will allow the person to seek the truth as they investigate and report on facts. Welcome to our podcast, Martial Arts and More. Our show is about how we can take what we learn as martial artists out into the world every day. We're looking for examples of our tenets, courtesy, integrity, perseverance, self-control, and indomitable spirit in action. We are so excited to have our first guest on the podcast, Ms. Rory Linane. Would you like to tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Thanks so much for having me on the podcast. Um, So I'm a reporter at the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel newspaper, um, and I focus on uh, writing about public health topics, um, and I'm especially interested in mental health topics. So what does a reporter do? Yeah, um, well, there are a lot of different ways you can be a reporter. Um, Some people, like there's TV reporters and there's newspaper reporters, radio reporters, um, and I do newspaper. Um, And so, and even within that, you can have lots of different jobs. You can write about what the local government is doing or what police are doing or what's happening in the schools or the arts or sports. Um, And I mostly look at uh, what's going on with, with health, um, which, which there's a lot to look at within that. And so we interview people who have personal experience with the topics or who are experts in, on the topic. And then we try to figure out um, you know, the best information out there and make sure we have to fact check everything and make sure it's all accurate before we put it out there for the public and hopefully um, help inform them about something that's happening in, in their community. It's definitely more work like behind the scenes like that like people don't really notice like it's not just about like reporting facts and information there's a lot of stuff that goes on behind that. Yeah there really is and we have to be able to prove anything that we put out there so um, yeah especially for big projects before we publish anything we have to go through a whole fact-checking process where you ask yourself for every single fact like how this person's name is spelled um where they're from and what they said in the quote and you have to be able to prove that you know each of those facts would you say you had a very like direct career path like you went straight into college knowing what you wanted to do or would you say it was more of like um a changing learning process For me, it was actually pretty direct, um, just because I somehow knew in high school, like I had this idea of what I wanted to do, and it ended up being the thing that I still wanted to do. Um, But I do want to just say that that's like pretty rare, and I don't know a lot of other people like that. And it's totally great to also not know what you want to do and to meander and try different things. And, um, you know, I don't know if this is what I will do forever either. And, you know, we always can, can, um, 
find new things that we're passionate about to pursue. And like passion is a really important thing, like just in the workplace itself, like making sure you doing something you want to do and you Mm -hmm. feel like passionate about it. Yeah, totally agree. Yeah. How did you know you wanted to like work at the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel? Um, I think because I, I grew up in this area and so I feel like I, you know, you're supposed to write about what you know, right? So um, I feel most connected to this community versus going somewhere that I've never been and trying to write about another community, um, which which can be cool too. But for me, I was most called to um, write about the, the place that I like live in and feel the most connected to. Did you know you were going to be a writer when you were younger and like just kind of like did you like see that passion from when you were young? Um yeah, I think like yeah, growing up I always liked writing and then in high school I was part of the high school newspaper, shout out Shorewood Ripples, and um that's I I really enjoyed that experience and um like from that point in high school, I felt like I wanted to be a journalist and just kind of kept going from there. And like, what advice would you give to others who are trying to look into this career? Yeah, um, I would say like, um, really value your own personal perspective um, because I think something that Um, I heard a lot in journalism school was about how it's important to be really objective and there is an importance to that too but also I think it's important to recognize that we all come into the job because of things that make us personally passionate about it and um, those things are important too and they drive us and if you have like your own perspective and your own voice like go after the subjects that that you're the most passionate about and don't be afraid to to let some of your personality come through in that. So what mostly like made you choose to work on mental health? Um, It kind of happened. It started off by accident just because um, my editor asked me to um, look into the the issue of youth mental health. And then once I started reporting on it and just seeing how much of a need there was for better mental health care services for kids, um, I just kept rolling with it because I saw that people really wanted to talk about this topic. And for a long time, it had been a very um, quiet topic in, in a lot of communities. So it felt good to be able to bring that to the surface. Is there anything specific that you've been focusing on in your journalism? Um, yeah, so I think um, youth mental health has definitely become a focus for me. And then also um, in, in recent months, as we've been dealing with the pandemic, I've been uh, doing some more reporting about COVID-19 and uh, how that's affecting different communities, especially those who are incarcerated in jails and prisons. Um, and I've also been covering some of the protests that we've been um, seeing. So like just specifically like adding on to the COVID-19 thing, like how did your like workplace change? 
Um, yeah, it, it changed a lot. Um, is when the COVID uh, pandemic started hitting, we stopped going to the office. So we had to figure out new ways to all communicate with each other. Um, so we, we send a lot of messages to each other online. We get on the phone a lot and try to coordinate who's covering what. Um, and then we also have to be careful in our jobs because usually we like to do a lot of our interviews in person and um, we can't do a lot of that anymore. Or if we do, um, you have to figure out a safe way to do it. So like with covering the protests, I brought along like a long selfie stick so that I can um, interview people from farther away and, and film it on camera that way and wear masks and um, just try to be as safe as possible. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure it definitely was like a learning curve and stuff as like a yeah. lot of things have been. Yes, very true. What would you say is like a piece of writing that really stuck with you through all these years? Yeah, um, I think the, the project that I'm um, the most proud of is the documentary that um, I partnered with Milwaukee PBS on. Um, so it's you know, not really a traditional type of writing, but we we wrote um, a script for it, and um, that that was a film that followed four young people with different mental health challenges, um, and we've we've tried to uh, distribute that to as many young people as possible. And for those that don't know what this documentary is, could you like explain that a little bit? Yeah, for sure. Um, so we followed four young people who I had already met in reporting other stories. Um, one of them, Alex, was 12 years old at the time, and he'd experienced um, a lot of bullying growing up and um, was just ha had, having a really hard time. And then he started this business called Build-A-Bow, where he made bow ties. Um, and that really became an outlet for him and helped him work through a lot of things. Um, another one of the young people was TJ. He was 16. Um, and he's transgender and one of the things he really wanted to help people understand was how um, well a lot of LGBTQ youth have higher rates of mental health challenges and it's it's not because of anything wrong with them but um, it's because of you know the the worlds that they live in making things harder for them um, so he he was uh, really instrumental in educating a lot of people about that. Um, and then there was Barrett, who was 19, and um, she had also dealt with a lot of bullying, especially cyberbullying. And she started a group, um, a chapter of Red Gen, which is a group that helps young people find each other and share their stories with each other. Um, and then finally, there's Raina. Um, she was 20, and she had been through. Uh, various foster homes and had endured a lot of abuse and um, she's really come to understand trauma and has spoken all over the state about the need for people who work with children to understand how trauma impacts their behavior. Um, so yeah, we looked at all four of them and kind of wove their stories together. And why did you choose to take part in this documentary? Yeah, um, well I thought it I really liked the idea of um, using the documentary form for this because it allowed young people to speak directly to other young people um, versus having it be them talking to me and then me writing about it and publishing it. It was like they were talking straight to the camera and people could just hear their words directly. And I think it's really powerful um, for young people to hear the messages straight from their peers. And what was the process like for like, filming the documentary? Like what role did you play in like that process? 
Yeah. Um, so technically I was a co-producer, so I helped um, set up all of the interviews with the young people and then I conducted the interviews, like I asked the questions, while other people did the actual filming and editing it all together. And then I helped, I helped with the decisions on how we should edit it together, um, but that was all collaborative. What would you say you learned from collaborating on this project and how have you applied like what you learned in your life? Yeah, um, I think I learned a lot from watching the impact that the stories had on everyone who watched the video um, and how what, just because these young people were willing to be really vulnerable about their stories it gave other people permission to be vulnerable about their own stories. And it was just really powerful to see, you know, what can happen when people are willing to do that and share something about themselves that's really hard. And then, you know, resonates with someone else who may have never known that anyone else was going through the same thing. I think that's really meaningful, especially like making sure like educating people about like mental health and then just kind of help everyone like support each other and like know that there other people are going through this too yeah exactly and that's the title of the documentary you're not alone yeah so that was that was really what we wanted to get across mm -hmm. and how do you think like this impacted you like specifically um yeah i think it it moved me to also in my own life try to create those moments and like be willing to to sh talk about like my own mental health and um, my own experience with going to therapy and just like make that something that's not like embarrassing to talk about and um, something that should be like normalized for for people to talk about with each other. And is that what kind of like pushed you to like go into mental health and journalism too or? Um, probably like subconsciously <laughs> um, because it was like it just it kind of just happened because you know, my editor wanted me to look into it and then, but like, if I wasn't personally passionate about it, it probably would have just like ended there. Um, but I think I, I kept going with it because I also knew personally, like how important it, it is to be able to um, talk about mental health and therapy. Which of the tenets, perseverance, courtesy, integrity, perseverance, self-control, and the indomitable spirit, like which do you think um, you use the most in your life? Yeah, um, I tried to think about that and it was a really hard question because they're all really important. And I think um, like integrity definitely stands out in general for the job because um, as a journalist, you have to be really trusted um, and you have a lot of responsibility to give people good information that they can use in their lives and that in inform how our democracy functions. Um, but then I also think personally, like self-control has been really important for me. And especially like um, in my career, whenever, like I'm, I'm not really able to share my opinion about a lot of things or get um, angry in, in interviews, even if I think someone's doing something wrong. And I have to try to channel that and kind of bring my own emotions in check and think about like, what am I trying to accomplish and how can I how can I channel this like anger that I might be feeling to produce something that's going to be helpful um, or channel it into curiosity. And, you know, if I'm, if I am angry about how someone's reacting, 
then taking a step back and saying, okay, why are, why are you reacting this way? Or trying to ask, ask more questions, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. And in my personal life, I think um, with self-control, that comes in with mindfulness for me. And just in recent years, like learning a lot more about how we can, um, how we have a lot of control about what we spend our time thinking on and focusing on and the messages that we feed ourselves. So I think that's been a really important one for me. Mm -hmm. And like the tenets tie into like all types of like, even like in your daily life. So definitely Mm -hmm. that's why it's like super important to like learn them and like work on them even now. Yeah, that's very true. So do you think like the tenets kind of like help you more in like the workplace or at home? Where would you say? Mm, yeah, I think they're important everywhere, but um, most important, um, like at home and in my daily life, because if you're not like at peace just with yourself personally, you're going to have a lot of trouble in your career as well. So I think it's most important to work on yourself internally so that then you're also presenting your best self externally. Um, so, yeah. I think mindfulness um, is really important for me. Um, in your journalism career, what would you say is the biggest obstacle you've had to go over? Mm. I think one thing, I think ob- objectivity is sometimes really difficult to maintain and um, trying to keep myself and my opinions out of things at times. And, um, you know, I'm not allowed to do things like post political messages or participate in protests. And so sometimes it's hard to um, not not express myself in all the ways that I want to, um, which kind of goes back to self-control and thinking like, okay, well, this is worth it to me because it means I get to, to do this career and express myself in, in other ways. Um, So yeah, I guess that one. Yeah, so definitely self-control is very important for like just remaining unbiased for things as a reporter. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's like important thing to like know and like just in general, I guess. Like if someone was interested in being a journalist? Yeah. Um, I would say figure out who, like, find specific journalists that you really admire. I think that's really helpful because there's so many different ways to be a journalist. Um, And so, like, you know, look at different publications, whether it's just your own community's publication or, you know, there's so many um, online publications and figure out what really speaks to you and then follow those, those journalists. And if you, you know, if you read their work and it's someone who is like really a role model to just reach out because I think um, journalists in general are really open to that kind of thing and would be happy to tell you more about how they got to where they were and um, give you some like advice. Are there been any, any role models in your life that you like look up to? Yeah, I think um, I, I now get to work with a lot of them because growing up, I definitely would like look at the bylines in the Journal Sentinel and kind of get to know the reporters just from reading their work. And now I get to work with a lot of them, which is cool. And I I have even reached out 
to them before I worked here um, for advice and they were always really um, responsive. And do you think like the kids, like working with the Kids in Crisis documentary, has that opened up a lot of new opportunities for you? Yeah, I think so. I think it's um, even just opened like my own mind in terms of what's possible and thinking about collaborations is really exciting so that like we're not just limited by the resources in our own newsroom, but we can collaborate with whether it's Milwaukee PBS or other other organizations and together we can we can accomplish more. And like if there is another opportunity like this in the future, would you take it? Like the documentary? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Definitely, I would. Yeah, I think it's really powerful to work with different types of media and different journalists and to work directly with youth also. Why do you think mental health is important? Like just like for you and for like everyone? Yeah, um, I think it's important because it impacts everything you do. Like if you aren't thinking about your own mental health, it's probably influencing your life in ways that are not ideal. And it's probably coming out and causing, um, causing you to basically just not live the best life you could be living. And when you do um, look at that and find whatever support you might need for that, or just give yourself the the time and space to, to think about that and give yourself what you need, um, you just end up becoming a better person for yourself and for everyone around you. It's like important to be mindful of yourself as well as others, like, and yeah, just kind totally. of like being aware of like your own mental health too. And, others. Mm-hmm. and so as you may know, October was Bully Prevention Month. What advice would you give to people who are dealing with bullying in their lives? Yeah, um, I would say try not to to deal with it alone. Um, think about, you know, if you're the person who's being bullied, think about who in your life you can trust to talk to about that, um, whether it's a friend or hopefully also an adult that you can talk to. And um, that person can be a nice listening ear and um, can kind of build you back up and also help you figure out if there's something you need to do about it to make that bullying stop. And also if you're not directly um, the person being bullied, think about how you can intervene in those situations and um, be what's called an upstander. So you're not just a bystander watching what's happening, but you're thinking about how you can intervene. And sometimes it's scary to intervene in the moment and you don't always have to intervene in the moment, but even afterward, just following up with the person who is bullied and saying, hey, that was not okay, I'm sorry, like, do you need anything? Or or talking to the person who's doing the bullying and saying, hey, I didn't like how you did that. Um, or telling an, a trusted adult as well. Mm-hmm. Like something like a motto in our school is like, if you see something, say something. So it's important, like if you see bullying around that's happening, you should like speak up, tell a trusted adult or like confront the bully and stuff like that. Yep, I think that's a really good point, especially because if you're the one being bullied, sometimes it's really hard to be the one to speak up and it can help a lot if someone else is willing to do that. And it can like sometimes even be hard to like admit that you are being bullied. Some people yeah. don't like to admit the fact that they are like being picked on by other people. 
that's very true. And it's important to remember that like, if you are being bullied, it's not because of like any weakness or anything wrong with you. It's something is going on with the person who's doing the bullying. Mm -hmm. It's like, it shouldn't be something that like you're embarrassed about. Like mm -hmm. it's something that the other person should be more shameful of. Yeah. And just kind of to wrap things up, if there was one final message you'd like to leave with the listeners today, what would you like to add? Yeah, um, I think just um, like be courageous about checking in on your own mental health and asking yourself what you need and how, how you can get what you need. And sometimes you have um, great people in your life that you can talk to about things. Sometimes you might not right now. Um, but sometimes there are things you can do for yourself and like what, think about what feels like self-care to you, like taking a bath, going for a walk, like, um, and don't be afraid to like, just make a list and have a plan of like, okay, if I'm not feeling good, I know that these are the things that I can do for myself. Even if you don't have anyone else doing those things for you, like, you know, what you can, can do for yourself. I think that's a really important message. And just like mental health is really important as well as like, and how it ties into like the tenants and being aware of yourself and others. Yeah, totally. So thanks for coming. Thanks for having me. It was a really nice conversation.